and we are on Hollywood Boulevard. We are, and Karen is feeling sleepy, so I have taken the wheel. I will guide us. I will talk about some of the things that I have seen. Yeah, I don't know what I, I didn't sleep very well last night, and now all of a sudden, like I'm hitting the wall. All right. Well, then you guys are stuck with me. <laughs> I'll chime in where I can. <laughs> Karen so, hey, will what... make cameo appearances. <laughs> so what are you talking about tonight? So I was going to talk about, well, I am going to talk about um, uh, this documentary that I watched on Hulu uh, that came out earlier this year called A Glitch in the Matrix. Which, Do tell me what this is about. So it's... I wasn't sure going into it. I wasn't sure when it was first released if it was really my thing. The movie interviews a bunch of people that believe things like simulation theory, which like started kind of with like video gaming and and then kind of expanded with followers of the film The Matrix and mm-hmm. and the series that followed, which is basically like you know do we really exist in a world of free will or, 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 you know, like, is there a a different kind of reality that, you know, like, like we are not really in charge of our own imagination and that sort of thing. How our uh, digestion of science fiction has merged with our own imagination. And uh, it has a bunch of like talking head incels who talk about, you know, like, what it's like to, to really posit that our existence could be somehow different. And it, this documentary is peppered with uh, a lot of film clips from like a short list that they just keep repeating. And it's the matrix and like total recall, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and, and a few things like, you know, it's basically asking if like, what if the life we live isn't real, but uh, then giving accounts from people who are like, almost like their own sort of addiction. Um, Like I I didn't realize how caught up I was in just living a, like a video game, sci-fi dominated life. Um, They pull a lot from public speeches of the author, Philip K. Dick, who said he, and this goes back to the seventies himself had experienced um, like a similar sort of sensation about his life um, that like, you know, that causes people to project their own identities into avatars and, you know, like that getting lost in worlds that to them are real, but are not. Um, And I actually think it would have been a better documentary if it just, talked about the life of Philip K. Dick himself instead of some of these talking heads, um, most of whom appear as avatars. Uh, it's I felt like it was kind of meant to spook viewers more than really illuminate them. Um, but then I think it gets kind of gross in a, in a way um, because it glamorizes one man's tale. And this is a case you may know about that I knew about of a man who believed his life was like a video game and ended up killing his adoptive parents in his home. He shot them at point blank range uh, and said it wasn't until right after I shot them that I realized the experience wasn't like it was in a video game. um, And it was real and I felt remorse. And it's like, so first of all, this, it, it makes this 
documentary feel kind of unfocused because what is the real thread here? It also sort of still glamorizes this heinous, violent act perpetrated by this guy who gets to be featured uh, vocally in this documentary. And it doesn't come to any real conclusion. Like, I guess I thought this doc which is on some best of lists at the half year point. Um, I just thought it was going to exist on like a higher plane. I thought it was going to talk more about the psychology or maybe the psychosis of uh, people who get lost in stories like the matrix, maybe people who are lost or saddened within the reality of their own life who create a separate fiction for themselves. But it just is sort of like, uh, yeah, here's the thing where we are sort of vindicating uh, the the lives of incels and then turning back and saying, but real life violent behavior is bad. I mean, this is a 40, 50 year old thing that, that video games and films um, that all sorts of stimuli sort of desensitize people to violence. And I don't think this movie has anything new to say about that, but it does try, it's you know, almost like, the way early Marilyn Manson videos did to just try and like be spooky, but not really have any depth. So I was kind of disappointed by it, but if you want to watch it, it's on Hulu. Oh, um, I have the questions. Only, the I have only, questions. Oh, I have questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So were these like legit incels? Like they were like, hello, yes, I'm an incel. I believe in the movement. Or are you just sort of like making an assumption? No, I'm basically just referring to them as such. Oh, okay. I was I was like super they curious. Don't, about I mean, that. They don't actually talk about that as a movement or as oh, okay. people like, was... like a sense of belonging to a certain uh, shared mentality. Okay, but they were just kind of like the like like incel esque sort of like behaviors or something like that. Y- yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I don't remember that case um, about the guy killing his parents because he said that he thought he was in the matrix. I mean, I think it's fat. Like what made you decide to watch this? Well, I didn't really know what it was. And I was like, unless I watch it, I won't know what the, the there is there. Um, but I'd read some and not all reviews going back four five, six months that like, Oh, this was an interesting documentary. This was something to watch. And I was like, okay. I mean, like, I thought there was just going to be more than like some people are really taken in by these stories and it can have an avalanche of effects. I thought it was going to be something more. I thought it was going to be more scientific mm. or more psychological than that. Okay. Cause I was just kind of curious if this is sort of one of the, like, I feel like we're having a crisis of doc, like a documentary crisis. Well, right I now. already a hundred percent agree with you even before you continue your thesis, but Please go on. Because I just feel like every time we talk about, and like, I love documentaries, or I used to love documentaries, but I feel like every time we talk about like a true crime doc or, you know, that we've watched on Netflix or, you know, we're always sort of like going, wah, wah, you know, it's, there is no there, there. We come into it with this very titillating story or like this idea that we're going to get like this there's going to be this amazing insight or conclusion or what have you. And what we get is just a whole lot of bullshit. Yeah. And we've talked about that before, with some of mm-hmm. like the, the docu mini series. So this is a mm-hmm. one-off. This is like a 90 hundred something minute movie. Um, but the ones that are built to be a series, whether it's four or five or six or eight episodes, 
there's always a lot of filler and it's always building to a cliffhanger or a gotcha that's not much of anything but they're they're trying to do something that is more stylistic than substantial um and that's what we find like if we look at the netflix ones like the son of sam rewind or the cecil hotel thing the it's cecil like this, hotel, i was thinking yeah yeah like, like the, this could have been a 45 to 60 minute one-off thing that gave you the bare facts and didn't really have that much to say and instead right. we get like each episode is kind of a little different i actually recently watched an hbo documentary called murder on middle beach which was about a son trying to find out more about the circumstances behind his mother's unsolved murder and each episode sort of guides you in a different direction that then they basically discount and say but doesn't really look like this is anything more than conjecture there's no evidence there's no real way this could have been and it's like well then there's no real there there beyond the initial situation, which is a horrible tragedy. But but what is the actual story? What is the mystery? And if you can't solve it, or if you can't find some sort of way to, to take an ice pick to what you believe is the corruption behind it or the a story beneath the story, then there's just not a lot there. But because we're mm-hmm. documentary happy, because we're content happy, you know, these things get greenlit and they're flimsy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounded overly harsh, but find me another good doc and I'll change my tune. Yeah, because I mean, I kind of feel like it's a compelling subject. Are we living in a simulation? But at the same time, I'm kind, I kind of feel like yeah, no, we're not. Moving. Yeah, I mean that was I, it. Know, I was, I, mean, I, I was like, so what is the evidence here? What is what is the actual hypothesis that is being put out? And there really isn't any. It's it's just let's use some some old footage and talk about some crimes. Yeah, and that's I kind of m- it. I would much rather be like, okay, is there a parallel universe? Oh, okay. Sure. Now that's a question that I think it deserves some, you know, interrogation. Like I would love to go into that. But this whole thing, are we living in the matrix? I don't know. No, I, mean, I mean like eh. I don't I don't know, but I'm pretty sure we're not. And I'm pretty yeah, sure I mean, if we were, there's no way we could actually prove it and make a movie about it. So, yeah. like goodbye. And why like you should have asked me that like 20 years ago and yeah. when the matrix came out. <laughs> Maybe it would have been a more exciting conversation. <laughs> Truly. Um. Cool. All right. And then I also flipped over to Amazon and watched a show that I know you have seen because we have talked about it yes. before. The Boys. What did you think? Because you know how I feel. I loved it. We loved it. Isn't it we fun? so we're not full we're not all the way done we're uh, about halfway through the second season but so we've already seen the first season in its entirety and and about half of like three or four of the the second series of eight and we really like it and you know this was nominated last week at the Emmys for best drama series the second what season was was it because I paid no attention to what happened at the Emmys last week and it's Zero. not really and it's really not worth much but um but i think of the list of eight drama series i think this is probably the best one it either would be this or perhaps the crown but i feel like the crown is just like the royals the the story we already know um with some very polished acting uh this is i think really fun really inventive 
Uh, and, you know, I don't want to repeat the whole premise because I know that you went into it, but I do want to say that I think Amazon is criminally under-marketing one of the show's biggest stars, who I think is giving a great performance, and that is Anthony Starr as Homelander. Okay. I would agree with that. Okay. It sounded like you disagreed. So I thought we were getting ready to fight. I just, this is a show that deserves a lot more press than I've seen it get. And I know that, I would agree. I know that the first season came out about two, two and a half years ago, and the last season came out about 10, 11 months ago. But still, you know, like I've read things about Pose all year long. I read things about Lovecraft Mm -hmm. Country and The Mandalorian all year long. This is a show that should continually get more heat because they're doing a lot of interesting things and that works dramatically too. Yeah, I think I think Eric Kripke is probably I mean, I think that there is some I don't know, like I think they look at him and they're like, Well, he's the supernatural yeah, guy. And they just dismiss kind of it with write a snobbery. Which yeah. is why I was so pleased and think it's a major victory that the boys even got in the same yeah. group that has, you know, like bona fide critical favorites like Lovecraft Country and and The Crown, um, or something that has all the Disney money of The Mandalorian. Um, I feel like they put a lot of muscle just to get the boys in there, and I'm glad they did that it was a gamble, which paid off. But yeah, I want more people to know it and recognize the show, because I think it's easy to write it off as like Kick-Ass, the TV series, um, or something that's like just another superhero thing, not part of the Marvel Universe. Um, And it's doing a lot, and it's speaking to a lot of uh the national cultural discourse in ways that i think are dramatically yes. compelling yes i would completely agree to that because i think if you like actually do look at it um through that lens it actually like because okay if you don't look at, at it through that lens it's just a really fun show to watch it's still fun on like, its, it's own still fun. Still yeah. totally fun it holds up on its own but if you do t- try and like look at it in sort of a more uh, cultural criticism lens i think it does a really really good job of being a phenomenally entertaining show with something to say yeah with a a lot to say and it's not heavy-handed no 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 no, it's fun so yeah and it's fun to watch and it's not heavy-handed um and it's doing a really great job. And there's a lot of like blurring the lines of good and bad. There are a lot of shades of gray. Like it's, it's, I love the show and I'm like, I'm like sort of chomping at the bit for season three. I know. I wondered if you knew anything about when it might return. I have no idea. I have absolutely bad. no idea. Cause now I'm, now I'm, uh, I'm getting impatient. And isn't Jack Quaid just a delight? He is great. Like he just, it's sort of like, like he has sort of like the best of both his parents. Yeah, no, and Alyssa says that constantly because every time I'm like, oh, I really feel like I can see Meg Ryan when I'm watching him. She's like, but look at that face he made. He looks just like Dennis Quaid. But yeah, yeah, I do feel like... I do feel like you see and you sense each of them. Um, And there's just like an inherent and like really nice quality about him. But I think he does a great job carrying the show. Yeah, and he has has this... He carries a lot lot of the same charm that his mom does on screen. Um, you know, he, he, he has that as well. So he is just an absolute delight to watch. And yes, I think Anthony Starr as Homelander is doing 
an extraordinary job, as is Carl Urban. Well, that's the next one I was going to bring up. I think Carl Urban is fantastic here. Yeah. Um, and, and we've, uh, but then there's also, you know, Queen Maeve, Do- what, Dominique McElligott, McElligott. I mean, these are like actors in this thing where I'm like, I don't even know who you are. Jesse Usher is a train. Never heard of you before. Oh, you know, he, was in the, he was in the bad Independence Day sequel as Will Smith's grown up son, which is the oh, only thing I would have known him from. But what's her name? Erin Moriarty as Starlight. Yes. She's fantastic, too. She is fantastic. She is absolutely fantastic. And let us not forget Elizabeth Shue, who I think is doing so, a wonderful job. I, I agree. And as I pointed out, Elizabeth Shue is the only person I know in two nominated series this year. Because did you also know that Cobra Kai got a Best Comedy Series nomination at the Emmys? I did not. See, I told you I paid no attention I figured you. I figured I was happy. breaking that. So it yeah. didn't get much else but yes it got cobra kai got a best series nomination as did uh, the boys and elizabeth shoe is in both of them so i was like well that is a neat hat trick that is a neat hat trick and um i think she did i, I mean cobra kai was her appearance in cobra kai was cute like it was cute it was it smaller was it was less significant it was, yeah, yeah it was yeah, less yeah. significant but it definitely had the nostalgia thing going on but I feel like in terms of performance, like this is the one she's doing a great job in the boys. Like this is where, I mean, all of them really have like the, they're showing their acting chops. Yeah, I agree. And Alyssa also pointed out that, you know, they, aside from our quote unquote superheroes, because maybe they're not all great. Um, you know, the other women on the show, they cast women of a certain age. Like Jennifer yes. Esposito, like Elizabeth yes. Shue, um, Lila Robbins, who shows up, that sort of thing, which is also very refreshing. Um, that is actually very true. Um, they they have they have not sort of like brought on women who are, you know, over forty and said you're going to play the grandma role, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> okay, you be grandma. Um, you know, they're, they're actually giving them some like really meaty work to do. So, yeah. Oh, you know. and Cusack is the other one that I was, uh, probably forgetting to say. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, they make great use of a very talented cast. Uh, the effects are great. Um, uh, and you know, I like the very sort of irreverent and dark sense of humor. I think, you know, I think like they deal with, heavy subject matter in a very light way without mm-hmm. undercutting it. Right. Um, though I think it's appropriate that it's in the drama series category. Obviously there's still a lot of humor to it um, that I really like. I think a lot of those action sequences are, are directed really great. Um, like the and cast where we're in it, we're in, into it. And because this is an Eric Kripke, we also have to point out that the soundtrack is kick-ass. Yeah, there's almost no music cue that we dislike. I mean, yeah, it's every single music cue is actually spot on. So, I mean, you know, it's a great series. And if you have Amazon Prime, I highly recommend catching it. Um, And this is coming from somebody who hates superhero movies. I don't watch them. I don't like them. I don't follow them. People are like Marvel Universe. I'm like, who? Um, And I really resisted this for a very long time because i was like superheroes um and it was and it was just absolutely phenomenal 
Yeah, a cosine. And I should point out that the source material for this, like the show Preacher, is from Garth Ennis. And it's got that similar, like, really dark, violent, Mm -hmm. but comedic vein. Um, Alyssa feels that Preacher started to go off the rails in its second season so the uh, boys yeah. so the boys has already sort of outpaced that yeah. because, because here we are in its second season and it's and it's uh, still good i don't even like think i watched preacher beyond the second season did that have any anything beyond season two is it it had four seasons it had four seasons See, yeah i just stopped watching because i was like eh. um i think i think it uh, was up and down. I think it. I don't think it ever like reclaimed a height, but um, you know, like sometimes it was better than others. Right. The third season, I was like at least kind of into. They brought Betty Buckley in as a big bad character, and I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, but you kind of felt the AMC ness of it, which mm-hmm. sounds kind of dismissive, but play it as it lays. Right. The boys, however, does not. It's I think it's rock solid, and in mm-hmm. a season of a lot of compromised material, it's nice to see something that I don't think was. Yeah, so I'm thrilled to hear that it got an Emmy nomination. I really hope that it wins because I really think that it is deserved. And look, we're talking about a creator showrunner who had a show on the air for how many fucking seasons was supernatural on 15 i believe i mean i I mean that's those are full seasons those are like 20 something episodes yeah 15 years in a row that's really i mean apart from like dick wolf you know with with the law and order series like what other series can say that i i mean bonanza i don't know yeah it's not i mean it's not uh, i guess er probably did that too but okay. but you know the you, you you say one of the law and orders like dick wolf but those kind of have a template episode per episode supernatural was reinventing stuff all the time yeah and let's also remember it was on when it came on when it came out it was on like a fledgling network that nobody watched yep you know um and i think that everybody dismissed the show um when it when it came out and it just turned out into this runaway hit it made like stars of the guys um whose names i just flaked so oh, you know. uh, jensen ackles and yes. um, um oh dean from gilmore girls from gilmore girls <laughs> jared jared padalecki yeah yeah, yeah i mean you know and it, i mean it spawned like uh, it spawned like a it had like this wild fandom you know um I, you know, like, and I feel like that's always so dismissed and, and, you know, because it's, I don't know, pop culture or, or lowbrow or whatever genre um, genre. And I think that that is so unfair because I think whenever you have something that sparks that kind of rabid fan base, then you know what, you're doing something right. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. You're doing something. You've clicked on something. Yeah. Um, I think I have to check with my fiance. I think Jensen Ackles is coming in for season three of The Boys. Alyssa, is Jensen oh. Ackles doing season three? I don't know who he will be. And if you do know anyone, don't tell me yet as it may spoil something. But um, yeah, he's coming in. Which do you is, know when it's coming? Is well, it, is, I'll, let, me do a, let me do a quick search. I didn't see anything before, but okay. could be. Like, do we have a... 
do we have a, like a, a drop date on that? Sorry for the silence. I guess I'll try, try and fill it. You know, y'all, I'm so t I'm so tired. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so tired. No, I don't think we're anywhere close. Uh, mm -hmm. Filming is scheduled to conclude in September. Oh, so damn. So we've got a while. Will, if, but if they're smart, then they'll hold it for a while so that it's closer to the end of next awards eligibility season. Yeah. And can maybe uh, stay in people's minds. Because I'd love this to stay in that conversation. Me too. All right. And well, I'm I glad think that you it guys is time. Up. Yeah, I'm glad we are too. I'm looking forward to hopefully in the next few days finishing it out. And then we'll be sad because it's done. Which means we are open to recommendations for the next binge. Um, the next long-term viewing thing. Um yeah. I've been watching some stuff. Maybe I'll talk about that. Oh, but I won't be talking about it next week because I will be in La La Land. I'm going to the motherland. Yes. And in, in fact, it's your motherly duties that are taking you there. Is that it not right? It is. Yes, it is. I'm looking at colleges with my child. Crazy. Wild times. So I, um, I, I will be in Los Angeles. Good. So we will see you. We will. You will hear us. I should yes. say, in two weeks, guys. Uh, plenty of time for us to take some stuff in. If you have any recommendations, like we said, uh, you can reach us on Back on the Block Pod on Facebook. Um, until then, be good to yourselves. Be good to everyone else. Watch some cool things and let us know how you're feeling. Yeah, and we'll see you next time. See you next time on the Boulevard. Bye. <laughs>